Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. That is one of my favorite verses. Uh, Portions of scripture, Psalm 68, verses 5 and 6. Welcome to the first episode of our National Adoption Month series on Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I'm your host, Sandra Flack. November is a month of milestones. Not only is it Adoption Month, but it also marks the 10th anniversary of Justice for Orphans. And later this month, we will be celebrating our 300th episode of this podcast. But neither JFO nor this podcast would exist if it were not for Orphan Sunday. Orphan Sunday and its foster care counterpart, Stand Sunday, both are initiatives of the Christian Alliance for Orphans. And back in 2011, I helped lead an Orphan Sunday service at my church, and God used that as a catalyst for what is now Justice for Orphans and the Orphans No More podcast. The podcast is an extension of the JFO ministry. Well, Orphan and Stand Sunday are marking their 20th year observance this week on November 7th, 2021. And I am thrilled to have as our guest today, the International Director of Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday, adoptive mom, author of the Second Mother's Bible Study, and my dear friend, Jody Jackson Tucker. Welcome back to the show, Jody. Hi, Sandra. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to have you back on. We've got amazing God things to talk about. We we were already talking about amazing God things, but we want to share with our listeners actually what we're going to be what we're going to be doing. And so I'm thrilled to have you back on the show. You are a returning guest. Uh, You were on the show Gosh, back when we were still on the radio, as a radio show, you came on and told your story, uh, your family's adoption story, and also you shared about Orphan Sunday, of course. And then more recently, you were on when we talked about your book, Second Mothers, a Bible study experience for foster and adoptive moms. And even though we're not primarily going to talk about that today, we're going to include the link to your book in the show notes because it is a fabulous Bible study for foster and adoptive moms. But for our listeners who might not have caught those previous episodes, Jody, would you give us a quick tour of your family? Yes, sure. Well, my husband, Jerry, and I, we have um, eight children in our family. That includes three biological children. And then we have um, five legally adopted kids. We also have uh, two foster children that we're in long-term relationship with. So sometimes when we get asked, how many kids do you have? One of us will say eight, one of us will say nine. <laughs> we're not quite sure, but this is, you know, this is the life. And we've uh, adopted uh, from the U.S. as well as internationally. Yeah, so I love that. Love your story and your family. And really, for like a lot of us, that 
sort of was your segue into this whole orphan ministry. Um, So what point in your adoption journey did you get connected with the Christian Alliance for Orphans and then Orphan Sunday? What happened, Sandra, was I was working in the corporate world and I think, um, I think the only way to describe it is just God just wrecked my life for the orphan. Um, I was just going about my life, not really thinking much about other people, sort of the typical chasing the American dream type, trying to move up the corporate ladder. And I started hearing about the AIDS crisis and seeing stories of children just being lonely and alone and hungry and all of this um, in Africa. And I just became completely broken for that situation, ended up quitting my corporate job, um, discovered the Christian Alliance for Orphans, asked them if I could volunteer with them. The same year, made my first trip to Uganda and, um, you know, saw the plight of children there firsthand and just knew, you know, I couldn't go back to my life that was all about, you know, dry cleaning and $5 lattes. And we ended up adopting from Uganda twice. We have um, a brother, sister and a brother, sister, uh, four from Uganda and, just continued to volunteer and then work with CAFO. And that's how I started having the amazing experience of being at the helm of Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday. Yeah, so I want to talk about that. Take us back to that very first Orphan Sunday in Zambia. I know that you yourself were not there. God used two of his amazing servants to ignite the flame, Pastor Billy Chandwe and Gary Schneider, who was a missionary yeah. that day. there that day. So tell us that for our listeners who might not know how Orphan Sunday started. Well, that's what's so beautiful about Orphan Sunday is it really is a God story. It's not some marketing scheme that, you know, somebody in some boardroom or some creative meeting came up with. Um, It's completely of the Lord. As you mentioned, this missionary named Gary was sitting in the back of a very uh, poor, humble church in a very remote place in Zambia called Kalingalinga. And the pastor there had been crying out to God because over half of his congregation was um, dying of HIV AIDS. And there were already many orphans in the congregation. And he just couldn't imagine what he could say to people. How could he preach to them? And this was in 2002. And the Lord impressed upon him to call the people to care for the orphans. And so that's what he did. And he called it Orphan Sunday. And there was this supernatural outpouring of love by these people who were the poorest of the poor. And they were coming forward, putting their own shoes, their own lunch in the offering basket, because this is what they had to give. And when Gary witnessed this, he it was so profound that he felt like this was really a message for the whole world. And um, he brought the story back to the United States. And eventually in 2009, KFO started promoting the idea, and that's when I got involved. Wow, I love that. And this year's Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday video tells the story so powerfully. We can see Gary Schneider, and we see uh, Pastor Billy, and even um, Bishop Blake, right, who was part of that story. And so 
you recently discovered actually that about the same time Orphan Sunday was being birthed in Zambia, um, Stan Sunday was born in Texas through Bishop Aaron Blake. So tell us a little bit of that story. Yes, and for years we didn't realize that these two events had happened not only around the same time, but same year, same month. So while God was moving in Africa in a um, humble church through a minority pastor, he was also doing the same thing in a humble church in a small town uh, in Texas uh, through Bishop Lake. And literally, we don't know if it was the same Sunday, but we know it was the same year, same month. Bishop Lake felt by the need of uh, foster children in his community. And he took a Sunday and he asked the people in his congregation, will you stand with me for the children in foster care? Now he meant this rhetorically as a good preacher might, but what happened was a similar outpouring of love where people in the congregation started to stand and say, I will pastor, I will pastor. And before he knew it, people were bringing uh, foster children from that community into that church. And that small church almost doubled in size with foster children from that local community. So uh, over the years, both Stan Sunday and Orphan Sunday were each growing um, apart from each other. And then we realized that God was really speaking through his servants at the same time to do this move of God worldwide. And once we realized that, we were so all in and we just began promoting both ideas and calling people uh, both to children here in the United States, foster children, as well as worldwide. Yeah, and I started to say that video that's produced this year for Orphan Sunday features both of those stories. So that's incredible. And our our listeners can actually watch that video at orphansunday.org, correct? Yes, and that's correct. Awesome. And we'll post a link in the show notes to this show. So over the past 20 years, God has used both Orphan Sunday and Stan Sunday and his people uh, to move in a mighty way all around the world on behalf of orphans and children in foster care. Jody, how many countries have been observing Orphan Sunday? Like I know it's grown every year. Where are we at at this point? Every year it grows and every year we're just amazed at how God continues to spread this message. Keep in mind, uh, we're an all volunteer team. We work through local coordinators, but last year we passed 120 nations where Uh, someone was observing Orphan Sunday. And this is just extraordinary because when we started, we really thought it was just for the U.S. We we had human human eyes and God had a God-sized plan. So um, it it started spreading first to Latin America, then more around Africa, then to Asia. And I like to say I've just been running after God as fast as I can ever since the beginning. Wow, I love that. 120 nations worldwide. What about in the United States? How many states observe Orphan Sunday? Every state. Every state has participated. And over the years, we've had coordinators uh, in all 50 states. We're also across North America. We've got a, a vivid presence across Canada our brothers and sisters in Mexico. So um, it's just extraordinary the reach that has been done just through the word of God and what he says about us caring for his vulnerable. Yeah, there's definitely something miraculous driving yes. in, in this, so for sure. So yes. so around the world, right? Jody, take us on a little global tour of some of your favorite Orphan Sunday memories from the past 20 years. 
I'm excited to do that. And I really prayed when you asked, told me you were going to ask me that, Sandra, I was uh, really just praying about what to share because there's so many stories that impacted me. And um, I've just chosen a couple. There's, you know, we could stay here all day. Um, but these are stories that really very personally touched me. And the first one happened uh, many years ago, I believe it was 2013, we were traveling in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine has been really a shining city on the hill for Orphan Sunday. And all the major denominations in Ukraine and tens of thousands of churches participate there. So we went to Ukraine uh, to make a film about what was happening there. But we also visited a special needs orphanage. And this was a former Soviet orphanage. It was very dark, very cold, very dreary, the most um, uninviting place. And I met a young man there. His name was Ruslan, and I remember him so vividly. I interviewed him for the film, and even though this was a special needs orphanage, it was very clear to me that he didn't really have any special needs. He just had a slight problem with one of his eyes when he was born. As a result of this minor infirmity, he had been abandoned to this special needs orphanage by his father. And as I was talking with him, he was sharing with me how at the orphanage he had been given a Bible and how much he loved the Bible and how much he had learned the word of God. And he said something that I just can never forget. When I asked him about his life and how he felt living in this, growing up in this special needs orphanage, he was 13 at the time, he said, you know, I really don't regret what's happened to me. And in fact, I'm glad that my father abandoned me here. Mm -hmm. And of course, this interview is being translated and I'm thinking I'm misunderstanding what he's saying. So I asked the translator again, can you ask him to repeat that? And he said, I'm glad the way my life has turned out. And I'm glad that I was left at this orphanage because if I hadn't been, I never would have met Jesus. Mm. And Jesus wow. is the most important thing in my life. Wow. And, you know, I was thinking about him this morning. I think he'd be 20 or 20 years, 21 years old right now. And I don't know where he is or if somehow someone who knows him will see this interview. But this boy who's 13 years old living in this, this, um, dreary, hopeless place was preaching the gospel to me and and was like the great Apostle Paul who was just um, willing to sacrifice it all for Christ even at his in his young age and to me it was just so powerful how can I how can I love Jesus that much that I would be willing to literally give up the life I had just to know him mm. so that was certainly a story that forever changed me. Yeah, that is that's an incredible story and and I have a Ukrainian son who demonstrates very similar I know I know you you've met my son Andre and he yes. has an incredible story too. So boy, you know, when God gets a hold of those Ukrainian young men, yes. he really does. That's incredible. Yes. It was incredible. Another story that happened was in India and this was in 2018. 
And I have to confess, India was a very hard trip for me. I love traveling. I travel well. I don't get sick. I I sleep. <laughs> I just feel like the Lord covers me with His protection. But India was a particularly rigorous trip, as you might imagine, a, a very challenging environment. And we traveled a long way to go to uh, Varanasi, which is the uh, seat of Hinduism in, um, in India, to hold an Orphan Sunday event. And we were quite surprised when we got there that uh, not only had people shown up for this event, for this uh, Christian idea, but the, the church was packed. There were hundreds wow. of people in the church and it was uh, nighttime. There was no air conditioning in the church. Um, every seat was full. People had been waiting for us to arrive and you could just see that God was really doing something. And we shared about uh, orphan Sunday and God's call for the orphan. And I don't know anything about the faith structure of these saints who showed up at this meeting. But at the end of the meeting, I said, if any of you would like uh, me to pray for you when we finish this meeting, I'd be happy to do that. Little did I know that almost every person would wait for at the end of the night in a sweltering heat um, for almost two hours uh, I prayed for people in the name of Jesus, and I thought that was, you know, the amazing thing that God was doing that night. Finally, they kicked us out of the church. They said they were turning off the lights. We had to leave, and we went out in the night, and we encountered this couple who had been waiting all that time to tell me something, and my my colleague that I was traveling with, Alex Sam, who is the Orphan Sunday coordinator for India and has done amazing things there with this idea, which is called Sneha Sunday. Um, Alex and I finally came out of the church. It's very late at night at this point, And this couple had been waiting and waiting just to tell us that God had moved on their hearts that night and that they were going to go against culture and begin an adoption process. And they had their son with them who was about maybe six or seven years old. And they just couldn't leave that night without telling us that God had made it clear to them that they were gonna adopt. And then just a few months ago, I actually received from Alex a picture of that couple being presented with a beautiful baby girl that they are in the process of adopting. And I just think, you know, I went a long way to India. It was hard. It was grueling. Um, and if it was all just for that one baby girl, wow, it's just so worth mm. it. And, you know, sometimes God asks us to do hard things and we just, you know, we don't want to leave our comfort zone. This happens to me every day of my life. I think, oh, you know, that's going to take too long or it's going to be too expensive. It's going to be too difficult. And I'm just so grateful that in this case, uh, despite all the obstacles um, that, you know, we went because this little girl's life will forever be changed. And there's so many stories like this of Orphan Sunday changing one life. And that to me is really, you know, what matters. I just can't wait to get to heaven when I can finally see all the stories, you know? 
That is incredible. I love that, Jody. And you've been sharing your screen and sharing pictures from the stories that you're telling. So uh, even though our listeners are listening to this as a podcast, they're not seeing the pictures. We will share these pictures in our social media post about this episode so that they can take a peek and, and see the pictures from the stories that you're telling. The last story I wanted to share happened in a very far away place. Uh, in the Philippines and we were mostly filming in Manila again we went there to show what the Lord is doing in the country of Philippines where the message of Orphan Sunday has changed so many lives there because we have an amazing team there and many people are fostering and adopting but similarly it was a very um, a very packed trip and at the end Uh, the folks organizing the trip and that I was traveling with said there was this one village they really wanted us to travel to because we just had to see what had happened there. And I didn't really know what to expect, but we took a plane out to one of the more remote islands and I was introduced to this tribe. uh, And this tribe is actually uh, persecuted people in the Filipino culture and they're the poorest of the poor. They, they don't even have any land rights in the country of the Philippines. So they have moved literally onto the water and they live in these little shacks, these little shanties out over the water that are just made from uh, discarded materials. So they have no utilities, no sanitation. They literally have no land, but they're continuing to live uh, in this place. And um, once we got out onto this sort of stilt village, the, the the presence of the Holy Spirit was so powerful. And I met this man named Pastor Johnny. Pastor Johnny used to be the witch doctor of the tribe. And he was an alcoholic and he was abusive to his wife. And he literally uh, had a, a an encounter with Jesus out over the water one morning where Jesus literally um, visited him and spoke to him. He had never read a Bible. Uh, and uh, he was um, he was received by Jesus and received Jesus into his heart that day through this encounter. His life was changed. He became a pastor. And as I was interviewing him, I could see the intense poverty in this village. And also um, because of their lifestyle and because they they survived by fishing the coral reefs, many of the men died. And children are frequently orphaned because of the disease and just um, the things they have to go through to survive. So I asked Pastor Johnny, what happens to the orphans in your community? And this was actually being translated by two translators because um, his dialect was so rare that we had to go through two translators to go back and forth. Well, when I asked him what happened to the orphans, he looked very confused and he asked me back the question again. I don't understand the question. So I asked him again, what happens when the parents of a child die in your community? What do you do with the orphans? And he said to me, this man sitting in this village, the poorest of the poor, he said, we don't have any orphans. I thought I already explained to you, we are Christians now. Mm. Wow. He thought I misunderstood that they were Christians because he couldn't imagine 
if his community are now Christians, why there would be orphans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Preach it. Imagine me, a lady from America where we have over half a million children in foster care, 150,000 of them waiting for an adoptive family. And this man who didn't even have shoes, who didn't even have proper walls on his house, was saying, of course we don't have orphans. We're Christians now. Wow. This just um, spurred me on to just bring this message because we just have no idea what we could do. And if we were truly being the church and truly living out the call of our faith, it's true that we wouldn't have any orphans. And so it's a heartbreaking story in a way, but it's so inspirational. And I'm, you know, if it weren't for Orphan Sunday and generous support, I, you know, of so many people who have um, stood behind this idea, I wouldn't have experienced these stories. And sometimes you really have to get out of our, you know, our own mindset and our own little cul-de-sac to, um, to really see what God is doing. Mm, those are incredible stories. And I know on the OrphanSunday.org website, there are resources and there are films about several of these stories that you're talking about. So our listeners can go there and actually watch these videos. I know one of my favorite stories from over the years, because on this this podcast and even when we were a, a radio show, I've had the privilege of interviewing different folks from Orphan Sunday over the years. And one of my favorites, uh, Wendy Park out of um, Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada, she and her husband, uh, you know, Canadian, they traveled from Canada to South Korea to visit his family. Uh, They were on holiday there. They happened, they decided, well, let's go to church. Uh, and they go to church and it just so happens to be Orphan Sunday and they're just so happened to be, I think, an, an American uh, ministry leader who was speaking in that yes. church for Orphan Sunday that day. So they hear a message about adoption. They had never, ever talked about adoption before. And the next right. the next morning they wake up and both of them, Wendy and her husband, had both had a, similar dreams about adopting. Yes. So they returned to Canada. Eventually they did adopt and now they've established um, a a ministry uh, that's a a national bridge building nonprofit that connects and equips and mobilizes churches to effectively journey with vulnerable children and their families in communities across Canada. So it was like from Canada, he puts all the way to South Korea and back and, you know, only God can write these stories. Only God can do this. Only God. When I mentioned earlier that there is a vibrant movement across Canada, they're the ones leading yeah, it. So. Absolutely. Yeah, they've got Care Portal going on up there. Yes. So incredible yeah. stuff. And again, it all started with an Orphan Sunday. It all started because of a remote Orphan Sunday that, that it was a coincidence, <laughs> you know, quote, yeah. care quote, yeah. that I, I don't believe in coincidences that they happened to go to that church that day on the other side of the world. Yeah. So just and these are the stories that God is writing through Orphan and Stand Sunday. Yeah. So, Jody, yeah. tell us about the upcoming 20 Years Observance, the global simulcast featuring Dove Award winner yeah. Mark Schultz. Oh, I'm so excited about this, Sandra. I was just working on it this morning, looking at some of the content. Um, if you're interested at all in anything we said today, you do not want to miss this simulcast. 
It's going to uh, be a one hour broadcast on Saturday, November 6th. It'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And the way that you can get this simulcast is we will send you a link. So it'll be like a YouTube premiere, like other things you've seen recently. It'll go live at 9 p.m. on Saturday, November 6th. And you can watch it with your family for one hour any on any device. You can watch it on a phone, on a TV screen, on a laptop. We are so blessed that Mark Schultz, who is a Dove Award winner, um, well-known Christian artist, is doing a, a special event for us. There'll be a concert where he shares both, both his own adoption story and his story as an adoptive dad. We have testimonies from around the world, more stories like you heard but told better firsthand from our, um, our leaders around the world. And we're calling this See What God Has Done, and it truly will be an amazing look at what the Lord has done through Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday. It will be hosted and narrated by uh, two gentlemen you have already mentioned, Bishop Aaron Blake, who started that very first Stand Sunday, and Gary Snyder, who was in the back of the church for the first Orphan Sunday. So they'll be the host for the broadcast. You'll get to meet them, hear some amazing stories, beautiful music and you want to gather the whole family the children uh, you can invite your church to watch it on a big screen at church and if you want to um, preview it that night and then do an event with your church later in the month of november it will remain live on the web for the entire month of november we have like a five uh, week licensing on the link. So you can also schedule an event to show it with a group. It's all free. You don't have to do anything to get the link. You can go to orphansunday.org, sign up on the map and you will get the link on uh, that morning and you'll be ready when it goes live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Well, I know I'll be watching, that's for sure. We'll be promoting that as well. Um, So I'm very excited about that opportunity as we celebrate 20 years of observing Orphan Sunday. Um, We've been looking back. You've got the the video or the card there, see what God has done. So orphansunday.org is where you can sign up for the free link so that you can watch that. So we've been looking back over the past 20 years and I've had the privilege of being an Orphan Sunday coordinator here in New York and on the Orphan Sunday leadership team for about eight years, I think. Uh, And like I mentioned earlier, 10 years ago, uh, Orphan Sunday was the catalyst for the founding of Justice for Orphans and this podcast. Uh, In fact, this year on November 7th, I will be speaking at the church where we did the very first Orphan Sunday where this all began. So yeah, so we're we're really excited. Um, Yeah, so we've been looking back, but let's look ahead for just a moment. you and I might not be here for the, the uh, say, the 30th or 40th observance of Orphan Sunday, but what would your prayer request, your, you know, your heart's desire, your dream be for, for what we would be celebrating for the 30th or 40th observance year of Orphan Sunday? Well, my dream, of course, is that we wouldn't be having... Orphan Sunday or Stand Sunday because all of the children would be in loving homes and receiving God's unfailing love and uh, there wouldn't be a need for a day like this. So that's really our hearts cry and I would say most of us on the team, you know, 
that's that's what we've been working toward. Our pastoral director, Dave Aruda, he always, when we pray, he always said, until every orphan bed is empty. Mm. And we pray that each time we gather as a team because that's really our hearts cry. Sadly, the last two years with the pandemic, we have seen an increase in orphanhood mm -hmm. as a result of the pandemic. I'm sure this comes as no surprise to your listeners, but um, we have more children uh, who have at least lost one parent. We have more strain on families and just a lot of things happening as a result of the pandemic. And so while it's been 20 years and amazing work has been done and many children have been reached, this is not a time to just finish up or um, celebrate and go home. This is a time to press ahead. Mm. And we know how to do this now. We know how to work in this community. We know how to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We have many great organizations and it's really a time to rise up in response to the pandemic and be sure we are reaching every child. Yeah, until every orphan bed is empty, right? Just like you said, Amen, like Pastor David Amen. says. Oh, so Jody, as we wrap up, any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? I just want to thank you, Sandra. You've been so faithful. And I think we've been serving together for over a decade. And it's it's just a joy to see all the ways that you have used your yes for the Lord. When we first met, you had just started your radio show and it's turned into your whole organization and the things you're doing across your state for foster children. and watching your kids grow up and thrive if anyone is the perfect orphan sunday story you know you really are when we give the lord our small yes you gave him your small yes and look and see what god has done just in your life in your family in your ministry and i just want to thank you for all getting up every day and keeping going Oh, well, thank you. I think I think that really we're all sort of cut from that same fabric, right? We put our yes on the table. Yes. Um, you know, we're in it with the Lord and we just want to be faithful servants. And he's called us to this work and, and we get to do this, right? Not, yes, not, we get yeah, to. Yeah, not in perfection, but Enjoy. humbly coming to the table and, and, and putting our yes on the table and, and just, right. you know, but we Being get a front in. row seat yeah. to see what God is doing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't put your yes on the table, you miss those miracles because that's the right. only way you get to see those miracles and the stories exactly. that you just shared today. So I thank you um, for all that you have done on behalf of the orphan uh, and foster children and adoptive moms through your ministry there and, and all of us second mothers greatly appreciate yes. what you're doing um, and just so thrilled to see all that the Lord has done through Orphan Sunday and stand Sunday and um, I'm honored to serve on the team with you uh, with the whole Orphan We're Sunday so team. You do. Yes, I know. I know. I didn't. I didn't. I know. I had to step away a little bit not too long ago, and and um, it was. It was. I just did not like watching Orphan Sunday from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> love we being a part you, of it. Sis. All. We need your voice. So, and I love love being part of this work. So, Jody, thank you so much for all that you've been doing all these years for Orphan Sunday. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for saying yes. And I can't see, can't wait to see all the Lord is going to do over the next years. Yes, Amen. Oh, and thank you for listening. I hope you were inspired by our conversation about Orphan Sunday and all that God has done over the past. 
20 years. Those were incredible stories. Be sure to tune in to the Global Simulcast on Saturday, November 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern for an evening of inspiring entertainment with a purpose, featuring Dove Award winner and also adoptee and adoptive dad, Mark Schultz, and life-changing testimonies. Join us and see what God has done. Sign up for the free link at orphansunday.org and join us Saturday night. You know it's not too late to observe Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday, which would be the very next day. You can start by praying for children in foster care, orphans, and foster and adoptive families. Be sure to add Orphan Sunday and Stand Sunday to your 2022 church calendar. It happens every November. Visit orphansunday.org to learn more. Remember, November is National Adoption Month. All of our November episodes are adoption focused this month. And I'm your host, Sandra Flack, mom of eight kids, five through adoption. One came through a kinship placement and we adopted four siblings internationally, two of which are diagnosed with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I share my family's adoption journey in my new book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. It's available wherever you buy books. If you order on Amazon, After you read it, please go back in and leave a review. I would really appreciate that. If you would like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order from my website at sandraflack.com. There you can learn more about me, read my blog, contact me for speaking opportunities. My website is connected to our ministry website, justicefororphansny.org. You can get to both places, whether you go to the my personal website or the ministry website. And at justicefororphansny.org, we have an entire resource page dedicated to FASD to help you become FASD informed. Uh, and speaking of resources, my personal website, sandraflack.com, I write a regular blog, which I really speak to foster and adoptive moms. So I hope that you'll check that out. Along with my social media, you can always know who our guest is for this podcast, what I'm blogging about. Follow me on Facebook at Sandra Flack. I also have a Sandra Flack author page. I'm on Instagram, Sandra Flack underscore JFO. And Justice for Orphans has both a Facebook and Instagram page as well. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Orphans No More. I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.